Welcome to Pocket Fiction by Steve Cook. Noctis Point, Chapter 26. Alex closed his eyes and concentrated. On the floor in front of him was a child's toy, a simple puzzle with colourful wooden blocks of different shapes and matching holes in a box. He tried to ignore the image he could see in his SI, that of only three other people still in the novice class with him. William was one of them, but Alex could see that he was already confident with the test, moving two or three of the shapes at once. Captain Harris was stood in front of the boy, nodding approvingly. Feeling a stab of frustration, Alex reined in his SI, collapsing it to just him and the little box of shapes. He slowly built up layers of ice beneath one of the shapes, lifting it off the floor, knowing that in reality the shape was rising off the ground shakily, slowly. He moved it over to the box and lined it up, then released his hold on it. Too soon. It hit the rim of the hole, bounced off and rattled onto the floor. Alex opened his eyes and stared at the little wooden cube, its bright yellow seeming too happy, mocking him. He picked it up and squeezed it in his hand, teeth clenched. There was a cracking sound that echoed around the room. The low buzz of conversation stuttered to a stop. Alex looked down. His hand was normal, but through his SI he could see razor-sharp blades of ice sticking out at all angles from his hand. Several had stabbed through the wooden cube, destroying it. Alex, Captain Harris said, is there a problem? Alex nodded. I can't do it. I mean with your hand there. Looks like you may have cut yourself. Alex looked down again. Blood was welling out from between the yellow shards of wood. One of them must have bitten deep. I can't feel it, he whispered as the blood began to drip down onto the ground. We see this sometimes, Alex, Captain Harris said, holding his hand out. Here, drop the wood and give me your hand. Alex stood up. As soon as he could see the cut, he felt slightly sick. It was a long slice right across the palm, and blood was pulsing out of it in a steady rhythm. Then Harris's own hand covered it, warm and comforting, and Alex felt heat suffuse his hand. You need to get a handle on your frustration, Alex, he said. If you let it rule you, it will destroy you eventually. I know that sounds cliché, but I've seen it happen to Sykes. Alex's hand began to itch uncontrollably, and he grimaced. What are you doing to me? Helping your healing to start. I'm stopping the flow of blood and drawing the skin back together, then stimulating the sealing of the skin. It won't be perfect, and you'll have to be careful with it, but it will help. Alex raised both eyebrows, eyes wide. I didn't know that you could heal with psych, he said. Harris smiled and looked down. Actually, I've never met anyone else that can do it. He shrugged, still holding Alex's hand. I've never been able to teach anyone because I don't really know how I do it myself. Any psych of sufficient level will have his own tricks and skills. He released Alex, who looked down at his hand. Where the cut had been was now a scab, thin and gummy. Thank you, he said. I'll try not to let it happen again. You're welcome, Alex. Let's have a look at how you're getting on if you're ready to start again. Alex sat back down on the floor. Sure, why not? Tell me again about how it works for you, Harris said. Perhaps I can help a little, though I can't safely support what you're doing with my own psych. Okay, 
Alex said, composing his thoughts. I've spent the last couple of weeks trying to speed up my psyching, because it's all... icy. That's the only way I can describe it. It's like an icicle forming each time I try to lift something. It comes up layer by layer. But when you don't mean to, you can summon your energy very quickly. Could it be that you're concentrating too hard on it? Maybe, Alex said. I need to concentrate, though. I don't want to accidentally take everyone's psych away again. Harris nodded. The tiny wrinkles around his eyes creased as he frowned. You probably won't do that again, now that you've started to use your abilities. That was the result of a big build-up, like a dam bursting. Think of it like handwriting, though. When someone starts learning to write, they press too hard with the pencil because they're concentrating, right? Alex nodded. The pencil would break. But eventually you need to learn to loosen up and to let the handwriting flow. Same thing here. Harris watched for a few minutes as Alex attempted to move the blocks again, but it was achingly slow and the pressure of being observed did nothing to help Alex. Try as he might, he couldn't lift any of the blocks off the floor further than an inch. Harris picked up a blue star shape and gave it to Alex. Here, he said. Try lifting this off your open palm. Alex focused on it, again building up layer after layer of ice, this time from his palm. The shape rose in a slightly wobbly fashion, faster than before. Don't focus on lifting the object. Think of it more as building up your own personal shield of energy. Of ice, if that's how you see it, Harris said. Alex nodded and blanked out the small wooden shape. It was much easier to summon up the thin layer of ice that he used to take away Kingly and Natasha's psyche each evening. That skill, one that he desperately needed for whenever he was challenged next, was one that was coming easier, at least. Harris's quiet voice broke into his thoughts. Alex, don't stop and don't open your eyes. The shape is floating above your hand about three inches. Can you focus whatever you're doing on your hand? Alex nodded and began to slide the power forwards without really knowing how to do it. Leaving his back undefended felt unsafe, but surely no one would try anything here, and he'd seen nothing violent from anyone other than Raz thus far. And where was Raz anyway? The energy clothing his hand felt thick and unwieldy, but Alex imprinted this feeling on his mind, sure that he could summon it back again if necessary. Careful to keep the energy in place, he allowed his SI to expand so that he could see. Completely unsupported, the blue star shape was floating on a level with his eyes above his palm. Well done, Alex, Captain Harris said. Now try moving your hand. Alex jerked his hand forward and gasped as the block started to waver in and out of his mental grip. Quick as a flash, he put little claws of ice out to grab it, like a diamond in a ring setting. The movement stabilised. I think you've made real progress here, Alex, his teacher said, and Alex glowed with delight. He wiggled his hand backwards and forwards, marvelling at how smoothly the block moved despite being suspended half a metre above his hand with no visible means of support. I wonder, Alex said, and turned his hand so that his palm was facing the ground. The block swung round, still firmly held in place, and was now dancing in the air at the level of his knees. Careful not to let it go, he extended the field around his hand. The block moved further down, and with a little wiggling, clunked into the box through the appropriately shaped hole. Captain Harris nodded his approval. Well done, Alex. That's enough for me to pass you, if you can do all the blocks quickly and easily. Practice that and you'll soon find you'll join your friends. He nodded over to where Natasha and Kingley were manipulating a ball, forming a figure eight in the air as it passed around and between them. Alex nodded, though a shiver of jealousy thrilled through him. 
Just two days prior, both Kingley and Natasha had passed the same test he was now attempting and moved into the next level of the class. He looked up at Harris, who smiled sympathetically, and went to pat Alex on the shoulder. His hand stopped a mere inch away from touching the grey fabric of his coveralls, and Alex sighed. It's okay. I won't take away your psych just by having you touch my shoulder anymore. You've been practicing. Good. Harris's hand came down gently to rest on Alex's shoulder for the briefest of moments, then the captain turned and walked briskly away. Alex turned his attention back to the task in front of him, trying to block out everything else. It was easier once he could pick up the pieces, and he found that simply poking them with a finger was enough to secure them. Then he could manipulate them almost as easily as Kingley seemed to be able to. A bang from the leftmost door made him look up in shock. Next to him, he heard a rattle as everyone's concentration fractured and pieces of coloured wood, balls and all sorts of oddments clattered down. Perfectly framed in the doorway was Raz. He was dressed in a clean set of overalls, but like Natasha and Kingley's, they were pale blue. Alex's heart seemed to freeze in his chest, encased in psychic ice. Captain Harris walked over. Raz, isn't it? Haven't seen you for some time. Coincidental, you appear a couple of days before you'd be written off the books. His eyes narrowed. You appear to be wearing the wrong colour overalls as well. Raz ignored the question, looking around the room. His eyes lingered on Alex for a moment, and a chill ran down Alex's back. I've been training, Raz said. It's test week, hmm? Captain Harris nodded, radiating tightly controlled fury. You're going to need to explain yourself, Raz. Go and change, then come back here. Raz walked in and sat down in front of a spare set of sorting shapes. He stared at it for a moment, then looked up at Harris. Is this it? As Alex watched, the pieces began to float up, making the barest movements necessary to gather themselves into formation. Once all of the shapes were in the right places, the whole group slid downwards through the correct slots and dropped into the box. Raz's stare never left the teacher's face. Is that good enough? Harris held Raz's stare, the silence that had spread over the room stretching uncomfortably. Then he stiffly pointed to the next group. Alex watched Raz get up and walk past him within touching distance, and suddenly the urge to reach out and destroy his ability to psych was stronger than anything else. Then the moment was past, and Raz was sat in front of a pair of large medicine balls. He smirked and pointed at them. What about this one? You know, progression through to higher groups is based on teacher assessment, not just skill level, Raz, Harris said. I'm afraid you'll have to prove yourself to me in other ways right now. Raz's face darkened, and for a moment Alex thought he might attack. His eyes tightened, and one of the medicine balls rose slightly off the ground. The hairs on Alex's arms stood on end as he felt something gathering, energy focusing, and then the feeling dropped away. The ball slowly crumpled, as some invisible force bore inwards, and then the withered husk of plastic and rubber dropped to the ground. Very well. Raz said, and began to pick balls up one by one with tendrils of force, making them dance around his head like a complex atomic model. You've been listening to chapter 26 of my novel, Noctis Point. If you've enjoyed this episode and would like to hear more, visit stevecookfiction.com 